When I ask clients why they let a problem go on for so long before addressing it, a common reply is, I was afraid I'd create more conflict by raising it. It's an understandable fear. Here are some tried and true ways to raise an issue for discussion without making matters worse, along with a few tips for mediators and managers. Welcome to The Space Between, a podcast about getting better results from our most difficult and important conversations. The Space Between refers to the figurative terrain between them and us, between where we are and where we want to be, maybe even between who we are and who we want to be when we're in a difficult conversation. I'm your host, Dr. Tammy Lenski, and for over two decades, I've been helping people design conversations that sort out conflict and tension in high-priority relationships at work and home. And this episode is How to Express a Concern Without Making Things Worse. When we have a concern about someone else's behavior, we weigh in our minds whether it's worth the effort to raise it, right? Will they push back and things will get uncomfortable? Could a delicate piece with them get shattered? Will they think badly of me? Will they hold a grudge? Will it even make any difference anyway? These are reasonable questions to wonder about. They're also the stuff of ruminating, chewing over our worries. For so long, we lure ourselves into inaction. For recurring or frustrating problems, though, inaction doesn't work very well. A great alternative to endless rumination is raising a concern with a soft start. A soft start is a way to introduce a concern without blame, judgment, or attack. Here's an example of a hard start. Stop interrupting me. And an example of a soft start. I'd really like to finish my thought before you respond. Thanks for hanging on just a moment more. Soft starts are usually described as gentler, though no less direct, word choice as in the above example. But another type of soft start is the strategic soft start, where you choose a specific method for raising an issue in ways that reduce the chance of immediate defensiveness or out-of-hand dismissal. A strategic soft start, then, introduces a concern without blame, judgment, or attack by using a specific framework to start the conversation. Here are three of my favorite strategic soft starts. One, say what you're seeing and check it out. This soft start strategy uses a non-judgmental transparency about what you're noticing. The following two-part phrase is very useful for this strategy. Here's what I'm noticing, and here's what I'm wondering. Here's what I'm noticing is a simple, straightforward, yet considerate way to be transparent about what's on your mind. Done in an amiable tone, it doesn't come across like a statement of fact or diagnosis, but instead as something you're just wondering out loud and willing to have disproven. Here's what I'm wondering is the natural extension of what you're noticing. The best kind of wondering with this strategy is wondering what's going on for them, or wondering if you've missed or misunderstood something, or wondering how you can help. Here's an example. I'm noticing that several deadlines have slipped by recently. I'm wondering if everything's okay for you? For more on this soft start strategy, I'll put a link in the show notes. And by the way, I want to add that this strategic soft start also helps you avoid the traps of confirmation bias and reflexive loops. So it's a pretty powerful one. Two, describe your experience instead of your interpretation. When you lead with your conclusion about them, you set yourself up for pushback. 
If your conclusion is wrong, they'll naturally push back to prove it. And if your conclusion hits close to the mark, they may still push back to protect themselves. Can you blame them? When you lead with your experience, though, you speak only about yourself in relation to them instead of about them. Public radio host Krista Tippett describes the benefit of this soft start well. She says, I can disagree with your opinion, it turns out, but I can't disagree with your experience. And once I have a sense of your experience, you and I are in relationship, acknowledging the complexity in each other's position, listening less guardedly. When you lead with your conclusion, it usually goes something like this. You're so critical all the time. When you lead with your experience, though, your strategic soft start is much more apparent. I've been feeling criticized a lot lately, and I'm afraid it's making me pull away from you. I don't want that. Three, communicate impact instead of intention. When you conflate impact and intention, the concern you're trying to raise is likely to get all tangled up in their defensiveness. Conflating impact and intention means to assume that one necessarily explains the other. Bad impact on you? Ha! Ah, must have been bad intention on their part. Good intention on your part? Ah! Then let's dismiss the bad impact on them. These are logic mistakes, but we do them all the time. When you conflate impact and intention, it usually sounds something like this. You must really enjoy making me do two jobs while you drift in late every morning. When you communicate the impact only as a strategic soft start, it sounds something like this. It's getting really difficult to do my job well when I'm also trying to pinch hit for you. For more on impact and intention, I'll put a link in the show notes. Now, a little bit on helping others use strategic soft starts. If you're a mediator or a manager, you have the everyday task of helping others raise their concerns in productive and constructive ways. The three strategic soft starts I've just described are really helpful with this task, especially if you employ them in a coaching type capacity. On the fly, you can coach your client or employee to reconstruct their sentence more effectively. For example, if someone says to someone else, how many times have I asked you not to interrupt me? You can simply step in with, what's the impact on you when they interrupt? And in advance of sitting down with two or more conflicting clients or employees, you can speak with them privately and help them consider how to raise their concerns constructively. I might ask each client, how will you raise this with them when we're all together? Tell me how you'll say it. Or I might say, pretend I'm them. Tell me what's on your mind. If I hear a very hard start, I'll often describe the difference between a hard and soft start, the downsides of a hard start, and suggest a soft start strategy that makes sense for their particular concern. Then I'll give them a chance to practice it out loud without telling them exactly how to do it, their words, not mine. To be balanced, I will repeat this process with each person involved in the mediation. Now, a note for professional mediators. I recognize that not all professional mediators use pre-mediation in this way and may even practice in settings that prohibit it. Too bad for you. But if you work in mediation arenas in which people will be in ongoing relationship once you're done, this kind of advanced coaching is really powerful stuff for helping people bring their best to the table. Thanks so much for listening. If you've been enjoying this free podcast, please add a rating and review of the podcast on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. They really do matter. Transcripts of podcast episodes are available at no cost to my subscribers who receive an email each time one is available. 
Visit Lenski.com slash subscribe. That's L-E-N is in negotiation, S-K-I dot com slash subscribe.